Going to Jamaica got you guys the Brock Purdy interview. You should all be really happy about this. Take away, Justin Moore. Oh, yeah. It is cheaper than a dangle shrink. Welcome to the uh, podcast here. Um, it is the what freaking day is it? The ninth of January. <laughs> Uh, Brent Bloom joins me. We're presented by MacDyne as always. Hello, Brent. Hi, C-Dub. Good to be on a podcast with you that I wasn't expecting to be. Yep. Nope. It's uh, it's good to have you here. Um, hopefully I won't be here next week. <laughs> yeah, right. We're just going to come out and say it. Uh, Bloom and I both uh, got the old Omicron over, well, week, over a week ago. Um, last week we were being cautious. We... We both tested positive. We're both triple vaxxed. Um, good thing is, like, I'm out of isolation. I can do whatever now. Um, Bloom is the same um, and, and all that good stuff. But we didn't just thought, like, may as well just come out and say it. I'm assuming we got it at the bowl game in some capacity. I think it's a safe assumption. The good thing is none of our family members or people we've been around tested positive. Like, I, I've... I probably had 15 people that I kind of let know and not one tested positive. So that, that is from what I've heard from doctors, that's a good thing about getting vaccinated is it lowers your viral load so much that it makes it, it makes it much more difficult to spread. So there you go. There's my public service announcement. No, I mean, and then honestly, and everyone's reaction to this thing is going to be different, but I would not have gotten tested. See, uh, if not for John Walters, who released it publicly, uh, he tested positive on Sunday and so just kind of run down the story. So you and I were going to split up the games. John was going to be away. Mm-hmm. So you were going to do the game, the tech game Wednesday night. I was going to go to Norman yesterday. And so just to be cautious, we both went and got tested. And lo and behold, <laughs> we're both positive. But, I mean, I had a little bit of a cough Saturday. And, like, a, I sneezed a couple times over the last – it was last weekend. Um, but, you know, I, but I think that's just goes to show that a lot, of, a lot of people probably have this and don't realize it that aren't even getting tested. And some will have way worse reactions, clearly. But it's just interesting. This thing is, uh, I think, if it's not everywhere in Iowa, it will be soon. So it's going to throw everything for a loop here in the next couple of weeks, in my opinion, including your trip to Jamaica, which I feel awful for you. Uh, but here we are. Yeah. No, it's it's brutal. No, it, I, I wasn't that sick. Uh, I had been sick which was the crazy thing. And it, and it was not COVID. I'd been tested multiple times. It was the same thing that put my daughter in the hospital over Christmas. And then I, I wouldn't have gotten tested. So I was get, I had to have the travel thing for Jamaica. Right. And I was totally normal. And you texted me while I was almost to Hilton Coliseum on Wednesday for shoot around because I was going to do the interviews for the game. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm not walking into Hilton knowing this now. And luckily I didn't. I turned around and um, 
went and got some of the home test and found out that I was positive. So anyways, we're all good now. Monday was my clock uh, where I can kind of be out since it's five days if you're vaccinated and all that stuff. And I'm, yeah. and I'm negative now. So uh, everything is good, but yeah, I am, I'm clearly not in on the Island of Jamaica. Yeah. And what a man, what a, what a wild week again. I mean, this is like, we're two years into this thing. It's like an, add another chapter to it. And unfortunately, and parents are going to run into this. It's, it's, it's already, it's all around our daycare now. Um, but because our kids are both under five, mine are, uh, they can't be, they have to be quarantined for two weeks. So now we're back in state home mode for two weeks because of the kids. Cause they can't, even though I'm free to roam, they can't yet because you know, there's no way to know, even if they test negative. So anyway, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that Justin Moore song was appropriate today. Yeah. My daughter, Elise will be home all week and Cameron is good to go because of shots yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and we'll throw her in a mask, but it, it, that, this is my thing guys is it, it is, I, this thing's everywhere. I think everybody knows that by now. I mean, go out to your drugstore and try and find a try test. And buy one. You know, yeah. it's, it's just absolutely incredible, but we're, we're here. We're good. Uh, hopefully everybody else is too. I guarantee there's a good chunk of people listening to this right now in the same situation. Yeah. And just be, I mean, I think, and my employer is great. Um, obviously your people that run fanatic are great cakes. No, but trying to be flexible with people because this is another curveball, and this not is, what we were anticipating for January yeah, 22. This is different than like spring of 2020, but it almost feels worse. It, it, not in the sense that like the, the death toll and all that stuff, like it's different and we don't have the uncertainty, but like I, I was, you know, just thinking about this today, like the, the amount of like numbers and then just the lack of testing. And we're like two years into this thing. Like I, I was um, a shout out to our friends at Iowa clinic, you know, like they, I, I'm on there looking at their wait times and stuff for urgent care constantly. And like, I, I just feel so sorry for these people. Like there's just, it's, it's really quite, it's really quite incredible. The amount of traffic that these rooms are seeing right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, and I just, I just feel bad for everybody. Cause there's no, you know, there's no great option here. Well, and, and kudos to them. I mean, they opened up basically, uh, Essentially, it's an office warehouse. Yes. Yeah. No, I went there in, last in week. That's yeah. that's where I went too. It was the only place you could get, you could find a test. Yeah. A PCR test, and so that's where I found out. My wife was able to get a test within twelve hours too, which is great because it's hard to go anywhere else right now. Yeah. Thank. Uh, thanks to all of uh, the healthcare workers. That's for sure. Absolutely. But, but we're good. Uh, my situation is this. So we're gonna try and do Jamaica at the end of this week. I don't know. Uh, we're, we're just kind of feeling everything out at this point. We're trying to get the child care. Uh, good thing. My daughters have been testing negative. We had our hands on some tests, thankfully, and they've been negative the whole time. And so is my wife and my parents and all that stuff. So, and I know your boys have been the same. So that's a, that's a positive thing. That's what's been going on. It's been a, that's why we drank. It, it allowed you to watch the Oklahoma game. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a masochist, Plume. I watched that game, and then I uh, got done with work, and I was like, well, what What do you want to do tonight, girls? And they wanted to watch a movie. And I, I, what I like to do, my style of parenting, is we go back to the 90s and we'll watch one of those movies. 
because it's generally like a movie like from when I was their age that I enjoyed. So I'm like, we'll see if they do. And we watched Homeward Bound. The original? Yeah. There's a set. Nice. There's another one? Oh, there's multiple Homeward Bounds. I believe there's you a Homeward Bound too. You gotta be shitting me. Are you serious? No. There's, yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened. I, I mean, I've, I've seen multiple Homeward Bounds. Wow. I'm pretty sure there was a sequel. Well. The first one came out in 93. I'm pretty sure there's another one. I'll look that up while, while you did. Yeah, there's a Homeward Bound 2 in 96. I knew there was. That's when they got lost in San Francisco, which would be a horrible place to get lost. Yeah, especially for a cat and a golden retriever and, <laughs> you know. I don't remember if it was chance. the same animals or not. I, I assume it wasn't the same animals. Anyways, um, sorry for interrupting, but like what kind of a human being watches that Oklahoma game and then is like, I'm just going to cry watching these animals, you know, scour throughout the wilderness, looking for their family. And what a, um, you know, my daughter was just when, when shadow falls in the thing at the oh. end, my daughter was just losing her mind. Like, is he dead? Is he dead? No, he's going to be fine. But I just blew the ending for you. You know, shut up and watch it. Watch the movie. Watch the damn movie, right? Like, um, but anyways, uh, so that was my Saturday night. I I don't know if you listened to Instant Reaction at all, but my I, I just thought disappointing to hit that many shots early and lose. But then, like, the last 10 minutes, like, it all kind of changed because they just got away from who they were. Like, that, that free yeah. throw stat is glaring. And then it's just like, to me, man, like, I don't know. Like, I, they, that's not them. They weren't, they weren't playing defense as well. They were settling for so many jumpers. I mean, I think Brockington, you could take half of his possessions from the second half and be like, dude, attack. And they just, mm-hmm. they got away from that and, and it bit them. So hopefully, my, my thing is, it doesn't really hurt you. Hopefully, it's a learning thing going forward. But man, it would have been yeah, great it- to have that one. I, I agree with your tweet at the time. It's like, you're shooting this well. Obviously, it's not going to shoot this well No, very often. But so then it funneled out. Those. You know, it all completely changed after that. But I think so. a couple couple things. One, what has really helped me in situations like this is being a fan of the NBA, which is such a long season. There, there are outliers here and there everywhere. Like, you can't take a 10-minute stretch and go, well, now we're hosed because of that 10-minute stretch. You look at the totality of the season – and Iowa State, that was the worst 10-minute stretch. But, you know, through 15 games has been excellent defensively. So I think that's the outlier uh, around the whole season. But to that other point you made, it almost felt like, to me, Iowa State got sucked into this this false sense of, like, the Hoiberg era teams yeah. where, That's all exactly right, what I said on instant reaction. Like, we nailed yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah, perfect. But it's like, we can, we're, we're rolling offensively. We can keep rolling. You know, as long as we're making shots, uh, we don't have to be as intense. Where that Tech game, it was like, damn it, if we don't get a stop here, we're screwed because we can't score. It's almost like the intensity rats it up on the defensive end where I would say it was so good on offense through 30 minutes in Norman that it was like they got relaxed on that other end and allowed too many easy shots. And once OU got comfortable, they got on a roll and it was too late. And so it's almost like when that game got tied, it was it was over because Oklahoma had had figured it out, and Iowa State was settling for some uh, not as good shots on the other end. And throwing the free throw thing, you know, I went back and watched the second half against C-Dub, and there wasn't like an obvious one where you go, well, that should have been a foul, or that should have been free throws there. But it's just statistically, it's really hard to go an entire game and shoot one free throw. 
I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, not the person to say, well, it's the official's fault. And it, I don't think it was like, I don't think you can say that was a foul. That should have been free throws here. But when you get outshot at the free throw line, 17 to one, it doesn't matter what game you're playing. It's almost impossible to win. Now that's a combination of factors. It was a physical game. It's just like, I was was not getting anything at the rim though, for whatever reason. So it all played into that. Uh, it doesn't change my perspective on this team. I believe they'll be refocused. It's going to be tough Tuesday. Anytime you go down field house, yeah, but no it was doubt. just a 10 minute, it was a 10 minute stretch where the defense just wasn't as sharp for in, and there, there could be a lot of reasons. It was maybe a little fatigue, a false sense of security with the offense. And then credit Oklahoma. I mean, Mosier's really good and they ran some great stuff to get layups and you get layups. You're going to make a lot of, them. yeah, I think that they, I don't know if they got like, false security or what by hitting all those shots and they just weren't used to it, but it, it certainly impacted them. I I think Tyrese definitely did. I mean, he was so good offensively. Um, I don't, I mean, and he was still fine defensively, but they just didn't have the same sharpness on the rotations. I just think they kind of got into this weird sense of, all right, as long as we're up 10, we're going to be okay. And then 10 became six became four. And then you're tied. And it's like, uh Oh, too late now. Look around the rest of the big 12 here in just a couple of minutes. I want to thank my friends at Gravitate Coworking for their sponsorship of the Williams and Bloom podcast here on Sunday nights and Monday mornings on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Gravitate East Village, pop it up here anytime. You can check them out in Cedar Falls as well. Uh, all, they're very safe with COVID. They they take it very seriously. Uh, maybe that's a, you got a New Year's resolution on productivity. Everybody's got that. Uh, go to gravitatecoworking.com today and check that out. I already gave a shout-out to my friends at the Iowa Clinic, but I'll do one more time. Go to iowaclinic.com. You go to the bottom right side of the page, and you can check out urgent care locations. Dude, a lot of people needing care right now, and it is a situation that is, you know, just – be patient when you go into these places. They're doing the best that they can. Urgent care locations in Ankeny and West Des Moines, iowaclinic.com. They'll post estimate times so that you – I like to do that and check out like, oh, okay, you know, this is a busy time. This one's not – and then you can – oftentimes they'll give you a call or a text when it's a good time for you to head on in so you can be more comfortable waiting at home. All right. Can um, I give a sh- speed on the healthcare thing real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I, I want to give a shout out to my guy, Dr. Terry, who is a uh, emergency room physician at uh, in Des Moines. I think it's Methodist. I don't want to get that wrong, Dr. Terry, but he's a, he's an EM doc, and um, he posted the other day that the Cycle and Fanatic podcast have really helped him during some of his shift work Great. during the pandemic, awesome. which was awesome. He said it's been one of the longest weeks they've ever had, uh, um, but he appreciated the content to keep him, himself occupied to and from work, more importantly, you know, just to take your mind off things. But those guys <sighs> and gals, um, not just physicians, but nurses, frontline people, everybody helping out. It's and it's not going to be easier for them in the next couple of weeks. So you know, it's Dr. crazy. Terry, thinking about you, buddy. The uh, the woman who is the receptionist at the Iowa Clinic Urgent Care in Ankeny is a angel. I don't know what her name is, but she's always so nice and so overworked. And I just like, I just, I, I appreciate them a lot. All yeah, right. So kudos to all those folks. I know, I know they're going through a lot. So think specifically, Dr. Terry, appreciate the shout Thanks, out. Thanks doc. Appreciate you, my man. That's, that's really freaking cool. And I'm glad that I'm glad that we're here for you. Um, 
We'll get to this here in a minute, but speaking of the podcast, check out the uh, Brock Purdy exit interview we did on Saturday. I, I thought it turned out really well. Brock's not a big talker. Um, I have a good relationship with Brock, so I was really – I thought he would probably come on and do this, and he was he was really excited to, to come on and uh, address the, the cycling issue. I guess we can talk about this real quick before we get to Big 12 basketball. Uh, but, Bloom, what did, I know you listened to it. What did you think of – some of the stuff Brock had to say in that. Uh, really, you pointed this out to me. I hadn't thought about it. Maybe the first long-form thing we've ever seen from him. Yeah, I mean, I, I learned several things, but just about football. And, I mean, obviously, I knew Brock a little bit, but that's the nature. That's the cool thing about that podcast is these guys are in those short snippets, you know, and they're getting asked, you know, in those press conferences when there's 10 people around, but or you, or you'll, you will read a print thing, like a feature or something, but rarely do you get them in their own words like that. And so I thought he was great. I thought he was super insightful, um, very optimistic. He sounded about the future of the program. But I think he also got a, a different taste of what Camel's really like behind the scenes yes. uh, with some of the things he does. So I think, I think that was the most revealing part of the trust and the love that they have for that guy. And I thought you asked a great question about that's what's going to separate Iowa State in this name, image, likeness world is what Brock said. It was, it was perfect. It's like, you know, the, the one thing with players now is if the coaches aren't true to their word, if they're not accountable to what they said in the recruiting process, guys will leave now. And yeah. Matt and the staff is very accountable for what they say. So being honest up front is going to matter because that way you don't feel like you're being led down the wrong path and then leave after a year if you're, you know, showing a bill of goods. Um, you, you said about seeing the, the mat. I, one thing that stood out to me, and I, I just, I know enough about high level football coaches. The, the fact that Matt Campbell does the room checks on the yes. road was fascinating to me. I would have never, just, never guessed that. And occasionally gets into wrestling matches, apparently <laughs> while doing <laughs> bed checks. Right. Like I, both awesome. of both of those to me were, uh, that's really cool. I mean, that's generally well, a job for, you know, the head coach is having a couple of bourbons somewhere and then yeah, send the GAs around to get to the guys. No, it's Matt Campbell and Tyson Vite. That, that's the, and well, that's the best Tyson Vite. If you can imagine him running around in room checks is great. He's the man. I love him. I, I hope that'd be another one to do for that leadership I, series. I, I think am. people would like to hear from Tyson. He, he's first on my list for this okay. off season. Absolutely. He's gr- he is, he is great. And honestly, I think I'm not getting Matt out of here by any means. I think Tyson bites head coach material someday. Um, Could whether I would or somewhere else. Yeah. No, he's I, a great. He's got all the traits you'd want in a head coach. He in would, that super. If Haycock guy. left, he would be my guy for D coordinator. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, I mean for sure. If I mean he's he's got I man, it'd be interesting to just get his perspective. He's a very interesting guy. Um, had a career I think before he got into coaching. Anyway, um, yeah, definitely, definitely be high on the list. And he's done a remarkable job with linebackers, just as a straight up uh, football coach, but also super dynamic, great recruiter. I think I think Veit's got a bright future, and he'd be one of those superstars in waiting. Yeah, no doubt about that. He, anyways, the the Brock deal. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I'm, I'm not going to give too much away. Just I, w- I would encourage anyone to go and listen to it. He's a difficult interview because he's so humble. It's hard yeah. to interview people who don't like to talk about themselves, right? 
Like when you talk about, when you interview Campbell, like, you know, the buttons you need to press to get answers. He like, he's never going to talk to you about injuries. He's never going to talk to you. Like you got to be like, what presses this guy And Brock? The whole point of the interview is to reflect on his career at Iowa state. And he just doesn't, he doesn't like going there, but he, he opened up. I really liked, um, some of the things that he said about like the, you know, the, the future of college football and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I it was very happy. And he was, it was good too. Cause it was like, I was supposed to be gone next week and we were trying to line up a time. And then it was like, well, I'm literally just sitting here in my basement. So, and we knocked it out, but he's prepping for the draft. Uh, they, him and Mike Rose both put out statements this week, which was great. And uh, I hope nothing for the best. I think Brock will have a better NFL career than most people think. I'll leave. Man, it. I hope so. This is a big two months for him. I mean, I hope he, He's great in that East-West game, and then uh, performs well in the in the combine because you know he's going to dominate the interview section. Yes, and the IQ tests and all those things. The, but he he said it though. He's right. What do you say? What, what's the one thing he's working on? Is the the deep ball? He's yep. like that's what everybody knows. It. He's like I got to get better at the deep ball, and that was that's the big question mark for him. He's got a little niang to him in the sense that he doesn't his body just doesn't stand out to you as a professional quarterback but i'm convinced that george stuck in the league the way that he did because he was such a good clubhouse guy and everybody he made everybody better by him being around and even if brock goes in as an emergency like scout team quarterback get your spot right and he he could make a lot of money doing that and then you hope you know, you hope you get your opportunities along the way. He's not going to get drafted as like a starter, but there's enough, you know, like mental aspect, like Tom Brady and him, where I think somebody takes a flyer on him. I, I agree. I agree. And you're right. Once he gets into a camp, they will fall in love with him just because he's you. You cannot meet somebody up in that football complex that doesn't love Brock Purdy, you know, from the get go, like right away, you, you heard it, right. When he got on camp, it's like, this guy's different. This guy's special. So it'll be tough to replace that for Iowa state, but it's also why he will be successful. Um, and I, I hope he gets, you know, I don't know what round, I mean, he's not going to be a first day guy. He's probably not even a first four round guy, you know, but hopefully somebody snags him at some point he sticks. And there's a lot of mediocre quarterbacks at that level. So, you'd hope he'd be able to find a spot and stick for a while and, and make a career out of it because, you know, he'd be, he'd give back to Iowa state and will always be engaged back with the Cyclones. No doubt about that. Big 12 basketball over the weekend. Saturday was a, a hoot. Ooh. It was a hoot. Isn't it fun to oh. care about every game again though? Yeah. You know? it, it, it most certainly is. I, I had the same thing. Cause it, I mean, we had a great lineup too. the way that those games were staggered out on Saturday. Uh, we'll go through them here. Uh, first of all, impacts Iowa State the most. Texas Tech seventy five sixty seven over Kansas. That was huge. That was huge. To, Texas Tech didn't look a lot different than the team that played in Ames, and it it just kind of solidified that win a little bit more. I thought. Yeah, we talked about a Wednesday night. Like that win's going to look great at the end of the year. Already and does. Tech, by the way, didn't did not have Shannon or McCuller again. Yep. And still put. I mean, put it on Kansas. Really, they were up fifteen in the second half. Kansas made a little late run. And as Bill Self said, we played a crappy zone and it worked for like five possessions to make it interesting. He goes, but the zone was still crappy. Uh, that's why I love Bill Self. He's, he's usually pretty honest. Bill Self, um, ex- except when the NCAA calls comes calling. <laughs> uh, but 
it's I you know that yeah I mean I think this like like we said this is going to be a the winner of this league will be probably fourteen and four or something like that even Baylor got tested a little bit by TCU who's going to be in the bottom you, three you really so. think Baylor will lose four times I do okay I do I yep. would take the under yep. what do you think uh, am I getting even money on the under there or am I getting plus money I I, I th- fourteen and four will be I think it probably be like yeah we'll eat one ten right now each side okay. So we're gonna put their over. Okay, so let's we're gonna do this then. Okay, we're gonna put at three and a half. All right. So so I'm yeah, gonna I, take I'm I, gonna take over over three and a half losses. Uh, and I'll take I'll take under. Okay, and we'll, I, we'll wager something. I do think for all the all the people to know. I think they're the clear cut best team. I do too. I still think Kansas. If they ever, if the light ever comes on, talent wise, they are really really good. It just hasn't come on yet. If and it, Remy Martin's been hurt. It may not come on until February, you know. It might not. And then McCormick was so average against Tech. I think he had like four points, which is like, man, that guy's got to be a, you know, a 15 and 10 guy every night. So they, you know, they just, they didn't guard well at all against Tech. It was a weird game, but I don't know if that sets up well for Iowa State Tuesday night. No. Because Kansas is going to give an A-plus effort. And I know Iowa State will too. I just, my thing is, Baylor and Kansas specifically – when those two are up and on, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to win in, in those places in Waco. And Lawrence is going to be even harder when, than in Waco because they actually have, you know, a, a legit home court advantage. Sets up for a tough week, though, because – It does. I mean, this is a thing, too, and we've talked – Iowa State could very easily be 1-5. and hmm And mm-hmm. we need to prepare fans for that. Like, now, hopefully they – you know, I would like to hope that they get Texas at home. That'll be about a pick em. And then you could always win at Texas Tech potentially, but I'm guessing they're going to get healthier and stronger as it goes on. But it does show you how big closing out that game on Wednesday was. You know, absolutely. I mean, this is it's um, a race. this is Murderer's Row right here, man. And Iowa State may have the toughest start to the schedule of anybody, though. Maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine anybody's in a more difficult spot. Okay. Um, outside of Iowa State's ranked, and so somebody's going to play a ranked Iowa State team too, you know. But as far as, you know, Ken Palm, power ranking-wise, yeah. I mean, it cannot get any more difficult. So, the you know, and then Texas gets Oklahoma at home. That'll be interesting Tuesday night too to see what Texas is like. That's kind of who I thought Texas was. They they did not play well at all in Stillwater. And I think with, with the Longhorns, they're going to be really good at home but they're not, they're spacey enough still. They're not completely bought in with the beard system that they're going to have some clunkers on the road. And you hope for Iowa State that happens up in eighth, which it very well could. Brutal. Uh, just I don't ever remember hard, watching though, the man. league like this. Like I, I like I, I remember back in the day though. Like when I thought the league was better, you had the division still. You didn't play everybody, and it was like correct. The, this round robin's just such a different animal. Well, I, I love it. And the, the other thing is, it's not, you know, even when this league was really good, and it has been for a while, you could coast for a game or two on on offense, but all these teams are great defensively. So everything is hard, and so it just makes life hard. Like when you would play, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, um, you, know, you play TCU back in the day under, before Dixon. Um, who was the guy? It was the old uh, Trent Johnson. Yeah, Trent, Trent Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. You know, they weren't going to guard you very hard, you know, for stretches. And so you could kind of coast, and you didn't have to have your A-plus game. That's why Melvin Edgem got 48 points in the game. 
Like you, you would have games like that, but now it's every single night, even against TCU and K State, they're going to grind you, and it's going to be it's going to be miserable to even get wins. And so it's just exhausting. And that's what we've talked about. And I thought you've you've made the point brilliantly all year long. Is it's fine. You can, you can get through this early stretch. It's like it's going to be hard, but you hope it doesn't wear on everybody. And then you're just exhausted. You got nothing left in the tank. And I think that would be the concern of that final ten minutes of the Oklahoma game is. You hope that was just an outlier, like I think it was, and not a, a you know condition of getting tired or fatigued this early in the season. Because if that's the case, Iowa State does not have a deep bench, and um, you know is not fire doesn't have enough firepower they can overcome having poor defensive nights. I think they just got away from themselves. I really, I agree. That, that's what it's certainly what it um, that's certainly what it looked like to it, me. And if Tyrese Hunter can be that good, and you know what you're going to get from Brockington. I, I think Iowa State's ceiling's a lot higher than even I expected. He he was so good for 30 minutes in that game. He was the best player on the floor. And if you could, you know, you're not going to get that, uh, you know, all the time from Tyrese. But he had been waning a little bit the last three games before that. So if you get a hundred more like that. I think Iowa State's ceiling's higher than than even it was before conference play. Tuesday night's an all timer night in the Big Twelve. I don't know if you've gone ahead and looked ahead at the schedule. So this is a this is beautiful because we got everybody right. Well, Wednesday night TCU and Kansas State play. Oh, that's right. Okay. So Tuesday night you got the top eight teams all facing off against one another. Of course, Iowa State and Kansas will be on Big Twelve Plus, Big Twelve Now. They're they're just couching us guys. That's exactly. We don't even doing. get to watch Bloom and Christofferson. No. Nope. On top of that, nope. uh, Texas Tech at Baylor. ESPN three. Really? Yeah. Man, that's going to be a good game too. I know. Oh, ESPN two. I got ESPN two for that one. Oh, it says ESPN three on, on ESPN's website. Okay. Whatever. Okay. I was going to anyway. say that would be yours. Your, your point would make more sense. Listen to bloom. Yeah. Uh, we have Oklahoma at Texas and we have Long Oklahoma state at West Virginia ESPN. U. all four of those games on Tuesday night. Do you realize how many times I was it's won in Lawrence in the last 16 years? More than they should have, probably. More than anybody else, I would think. One time. Seriously? Yeah. So since so Stinson made the so runner. It was the Donovan Jackson? 05, the Donovan Jackson game's the only one? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which I was like, is that right? I'm like, yep, it is. So, so Fred never won there? Fred never won there. Fred never won there. Wow. Bank and Ben Black Macklemore. Um, yeah. and, but he, he was competitive almost every single time, but never won there. So Prom is, Prom is the only Iowa State coach to win an Allen Fieldhouse since Wayne Morgan back in 05. That's really Just crazy. That's I know. Really so incredible. it's like Iowa State has been really good against Kansas because they've beaten them, but most of them have been obviously in Ames or they have three wins in the Big 12 tournament against Kansas? Yeah. Four, four maybe. So they've been good in Kansas City, but still Allen Fieldhouse is is a uh, it's a tough place unless they're blowing 15-point leads in the second half. Incredible. I would uh, good stat, man. I would have guessed more. Seems like that there's been more success there, but that that's how special that's those wins are. Too. When you get them, you yep. just hold on to them, right? Like you yep. just yep. You, you can't let and them. And they'll be a they'll be a 10 to 12 point favorite Tuesday. It's going to be an uphill battle. I I think Iowa State 
can stay in that game. And then you hope it's like what, what tech did to him, you know, ugly it up a little bit, uh, make some shots. And then hopefully McCormick doesn't kill you inside. But I mean, I think between Abaji and McCormick and Brown's been great for them. If those three are on, and that's a pretty high upside three. And then I think they're just as good as Baylor. Now they're not as consistent as Baylor, but uh, I think I would say it's getting Kansas's a plus effort. And that concerns me. I would agree. I would guess that Iowa State is one and three heading into what's what will set up for to be a monster uh, against yes. Texas. The, the, this is to like we knew this. You got to take care of business at home if you're going to be uh, in contention to play in the tournament after in this yep. league, and that's why that Tech game again was so important. Yep, R- race to eight wins, maybe race to seven wins in the Big Twelve, and you're in. All right, Bloom, you got anything else for us? A little short one tonight. We've been. Just shout out, shout out uh, the Iowa State women's basketball program. Oh yeah, dude, keep chugging, chugging along. Destroyed TCU. Oh, wasn't even competitive. They, wasn't even competitive. I, I, was, I was thinking about this last night. They're the favorite to win the league. People could say whatever. I think so. In my mind, like what they've proven and who they are, what we've seen, they're the favorite to win the Big Twelve. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, who do they have this week? Look that up while I, I make this point. But. This tie, so Iowa State women's basketball is now 14-1. and one. It ties for the best start in school history through 15 games uh, with the team in 13-14 and the team, I believe, in 2000-2001. So this team is really good, even by Fenley standards, and they are a blast to watch. And now they're starting to get contributions from Morgan Kane yeah. and uh, Beatrice Jordao. And you get some close play. Oh, man. They, I mean, she, and she, she's a great kid. So Love is Jordao. So they are. No, I think I – think Chris, if you if I have to handicap it three games in, they're um, they're a slight favorite. They're a favorite. They're a favorite. Slight favorite. This is a good yeah. week for them. Uh, winnable road games, though. Um, Kansas State on Tuesday night at six thirty. So both of our teams are in the Sunflower State. And K-State's also undefeated, so yep. they are a surprising three. You know, they beat Baylor. Now, if, but if you handicapped it, they're Iowa State's still slight favorite going into that game. I would say slight favorite. Slight yeah, favorite. Now they've got three points. Ayoka Lee. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're really three, three talented. Three and a half. They, they very, saw very, that really they, big girl who's a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Lee. She's yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, she's great. She's one of the best yeah. players in the Big 12. Uh, and then at Oklahoma State on Saturday for the women. Okay, that's a sneaky week, right? I mean, those are yep. two yep. two places that, that draw pretty well. They're tough to win, two really good head coaches. So, Do you see the um, uh, Texas coach uh, yipping at the uh, Texas Tech coach? I I did see that. Yeah, I did see that going at it. Vic, I think's his name. Vic Schaefer, yeah, yeah. against uh, uh, Chris Gerlich. Yeah, Gerlich, Gerlich. Uh, Mr. Schaefer, see th- this is we got to circle this he was, one. We got to. He was protecting his guy. Yeah, his his scorekeeper. Jeez. Come on now, relax, Vic. Um, when are they in town? Because I they they deserve they deserve some Ames business. Uh, that is January nineteenth. A Wednesday night, we got to pack the place. Please, yeah, circle that one. That's a huge game, and then they got they go to dis- Baylor. After he's a that. dislikable guy. He's very good, but he's a dislikable guy. Yeah, no, he and it's Texas. It's Texas. Yeah, it, the Texas thing is the. He's a damn yeah. good coach, though. I mean, he's very good. holy mac. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Vic Shaker, Vic, Vic Schaefer is a very good coach, but he's he's kind of got that. Woe is me. He's a little bit of mulky, honestly. It's like, yeah, you know, you're still Texas, so relax. Calm down. Yeah. All right, Bloom. Well, I'm glad you're feeling well. Um, 
So we're both we're both free on Monday, so we can do whatever. We're free. Day. We're we're out we're out of jail except for the kid situation. So I'm still in jail for uh, another nine days. That <laughs> it's insane. It's, I, and it's not it's, the, it's not the daycare facility's fault, but no, we just we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take a holistic view of the daycare stuff too because you can't it's not reasonable. The problem with have, this new variant, I don't know. I, half the population's yeah, walking around with it and doesn't know. Well, and, and somebody said, "Well, why did you tell them?" I'm like, "Well, we don't want to lie to daycare. Yeah, you're like, trying you to be honest here." But, I, but again, to my point, if John didn't test positive, Walters and I was around him, we for wouldn't the whole have game, tested. I, I would not have tested, Correct. and it would have been normal. And that's how. But so it's. I'm telling you, this thing is going to be. <laughs> It's going to go crazy in Iowa in the next, and it will impact some all of us in one way or another. And it just we got on the early edge, Chris. But Stay. hey, if this is the worst that will happen with this thing, we're going to be okay. All right. Um, here's another. Enjoy Jamaica. Uh, maybe I, I haven't. <laughs> it's not confirmed I can go yet. So we've got. Yeah, I, know, to, I know. We're waiting we'll get, on. We'll get there. Yeah, you got to have like certain tests, and like the problem is on the weekend you can't get tests. So I'm negative on all the like home ones. Which is a great, which Progress. is a great step. Now I got to get the real thing, and and then we'll we'll go from there. But anyways, uh, yeah. Hopefully, I don't talk to you next week. I, hopefully, Jared's <laughs> sitting in here. If you guys, if it's me, I'm going to be really deep into Cody Road at this point. <laughs> Here's another uh, good Justin Moore drinking song on the way out. Later, guys. <laughs> Just had her puppies, that's a hundred dollars cash apiece. This old boy struck it country rich at least for a couple of weeks. I owe my daddy that 50 spot in the muffler shop, the rest. But daddy and mother's gonna have to wait. I got an empty ice chest, boys. It's beer time. This old town's dry, headed to the county line.